0: It's okay to quit something. And that mm-hmm. might seem like counterintuitive. and you know, you're working kind of like the freelance course. I literally worked a hundred plus hours on that course,' We're creating videos. We paid a decent amount of money to get the videos edited to get everything together. And just it wasn't popular. And that's okay.
1: Hello, this is Gretch from the IMCEO Podcast, and we're doing something a little bit different this year with some of our episodes. We're repurposing some of our favorite episodes around specific topics related to entrepreneurship. This month, we're focusing on entrepreneurship and community, us, we, our, together. And we're gonna look at entrepreneurship and industries and different types of entrepreneurship and ultimately what that really means. But we're also gonna delve deeper into the importance of community networking, niche communities, and how that supports being a CEO Entrepreneur and business owner. So sit back and enjoy these special episodes around entrepreneurship and community. Hello, hello, hello. This is Gresh from the IMCO podcast. I have a very special guest on the show today. I have Cody Berman of Gold City Ventures. Cody, it's awesome having you on the show. Yeah, thanks for having me, man. I'm excited to dive into everything business today. Yeah, absolutely. You're doing really phenomenal, phenomenal things in the entrepreneurship world. And what I wanted to do is just read a little bit more about Cody so you can hear about all those awesome things. And Cody is a co-founder of Go City Ventures. He is also the co-founder of the Financial Freedom Summit, owner of Fly to Fi, and co-host of The Fi Show. He left his corporate banking job at age of 22 to pursue entrepreneurship full-time and now teaches others just exactly how to do the same. Cody, are you ready to speak to the IMCL community? I am ready. Let's do this. Awesome. Let's do it then. So to kind of kick everything off, I wanted to rewind the clock a little bit, hear a little bit more on how you got started, what I call your CEO story.
0: Yeah. I mean, the first time I kind of knew, and I know in that intro there, I left my corporate banking job when I was 22, but rewind a couple of years. My mom actually handed me the four hour work week by Tim Ferriss. And I'm sure a lot of people in your audience are familiar with that book. It just revolutionized the way I thought about business, your time and your money. I was like, wow, you don't have to, you know, work at this job making X number of dollars per hour. You can build a business, you can invest in assets, things that are going to pay you to do nothing essentially. And so once I kind of get that idea of your time and your money don't have to be linearly related, I was just hooked. And that's what kind of just spurred the entrepreneurship bug, started building businesses, some succeeded, some failed, and that's how I'm here today.
1: Yeah, I love that you you said that phrase. You know, your your time and your money don't have to be linearly, I guess, on the same line, so to speak. And really, you can understand that if you're able to build like businesses or even systems, it allows you to to make so much more money than your time would would normally allow for you to work at a job or even spend time, you know, freelance or whatever that might be.
0: Yeah, I mean, that was revolutionary. And it wasn't like, I know you can eventually you can make a lot more money doing that type of stuff. Because when you're an entrepreneur, when you're someone who does build the system or build a business or invest in real estate, whatever the thing is, whatever that asset is that you're building, usually it's not very big from the start. Like when Mm -hmm. I started, I was making a couple hundred dollars a month, which I was making more at my day job, which is in commercial real estate lending. But just knowing that I could at some point scale those things up to more than that, that was just like, I could taste the freedom. And it was a crazy freeing feeling. Awesome. Awesome.
1: Awesome. So I wanted to drill down a little bit more, hear about some of the ventures, the things that you're working on as well. Too, so could you take us through a little bit more about your business ventures?
0: Yeah. I mean, I guess I'll just kind of quickly sweep through some that have failed, some that have succeeded. So the first one I ever started actually was, I don't know if you've ever heard of disc golf before. Disc golf? I don't think so. It's like ball golf, except you're throwing a plastic discs into chains. It's the same thing. There's 18 holes, there's drivers, there's putters, there's mid ranges. Like there is, it's pretty much the same thing. It's just different utensils for the sport. So when I was 19, I actually founded, co-founded a disc golf company. We manufactured the discs and that was my first taste of entrepreneurship. And don't spend as much time on it now as I used to, but man, I learned so many lessons like building websites, marketing, pricing, like how to, you know, how to actually have a profitable business made so many mistakes, lost thousands, made thousands. I mean, it was just a crazy learning opportunity. Fast forward past that one. And I kind of got really immersed in the financial independence community. And I know at the beginning you mentioned my blog, which is fly to five financial independence, trying to teach people how to hit financial independence fast, the Fi show, the financial independence show. I just got so immersed in that community. There's all these amazing entrepreneurs, people retiring from corporate America at 30. And I'm like, Whoa, like, there are real people doing this. And so I kind of decided to go that way, start writing, start podcasting in that niche, which yeah, that, that was just a whole rabbit hole I went down. And now today I, so I I still got the blog, still got the podcast, although I don't spend as much time on the blog anymore, ended up meeting a lot of cool people in the community. And that's kind of, I'm sure you've, I mean, just from having a podcast, met so many amazing people actually linked up with this girl, Julie Berninger, who is, the other co-founder of Gold City Ventures, which you introduced Mm me at the beginning. And we just started building side hustle courses. We had both made tens or hundreds of thousands of dollars online at that point, doing different types of side hustles. And we're like, you know, let's combine and let's create something that we can give to the masses. So we don't have like the one friend who's like, how do you get started? And then someone a few months later, how do you get started? (laughs) And you're just reiterating the same story over and over again. So I ended up actually launching three courses simultaneously, one on freelancing, one on blogging, and one on creating and selling digital downloads and digital products freelancing one failed miserably. I spent hundreds of hours on it. There was just, wasn't the right marketing angle. Maybe it was too broad. Don't know. But I just, I like to say that because it wasn't just like a smashing success right off the bat. The blogging course, actually, we probably had for nine months. And then there was just so much more demand for that digital download selling digital products course that we ended up just tabling those first two courses and (laughs) using all of our efforts to run that one digital downloads printables course. Um, let's see, what, what other stuff was I doing? The Financial Freedom Summit was another thing you mentioned. And we can definitely just dive into literally wherever you want after this crash, because I'm sure I just unboxed a whole can of worms. So I went on a book tour with this guy, Grant Sabatier, right after I quit my corporate job. We drove around the entire country and did over 80 events, went to 33 states. It was crazy. But after that, we just saw the demand for people wanting to get together, talk about personal finance, talk about business, entrepreneurship, how to achieve financial freedom, and ended up creating the Financial Freedom Summit. And so That was slated to happen in person in St. Louis in May of 2020. As you know, COVID had other plans for a thousand person event, (laughs) (laughs) but we did end up having a virtual event later that year. And we are still pushing hopefully in 2021, late 2021 or early 2022 to actually have that really big in-person event. Cause I mean, just, I mean, especially after COVID, just like people are missing out on the camaraderie, networking, meeting other people. And I guess the most recent side hustle is I'm actually so that same guy Grant that I wanted the book tour with, he had a website, Millennial Money, that he sold to the Motley Fool pretty recently. And they hired me on as their content manager in December of 2020. So depending on when you're listening to this, it's I've been in that role for a couple of months. It's awesome meeting a lot of new people, but Yeah, man, got my hands super full and real estate's another thing I'm in, but (laughs) I'll let you, I'll let you ask whatever questions about whatever business you want.
1: Yeah, no, I definitely appreciate you for for sharing all that. And and I appreciate you for being transparent as well, too, because I think so many times, you know, people don't realize that even from that first business, I I appreciate you drilling down and talking about the things that you learned, because I think so many times people think people flip a switch and then they become successful, but there's definitely a progression to it. And even if things don't go the way we want them to go, there's often some seeds that we can kind of learn from to help us in the next venture and the next venture and the next venture.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I would never even be close to where I am if I didn't just start that first venture. And even like there's businesses I tried to create and failed. Like I tried to create a tutoring business when I was in college. I tried to create like a custom clothing line when I was in college, too, and just like got into the weeds and it was just too much for me. So definitely not all smashing successes. But once you pile those failures, like if each failure is just like an inch and you have 100 failures, like you're going to be standing pretty high after after you learn all those lessons.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I started a tutoring business as well, too. And it's definitely not something I talk about now. So it's definitely not a smashing success, as you said. But it's so funny. Like there's a quote by I think Robert Kiyosaki said it where he says, you know, nine out of 10 businesses fail. So he decided to start 10 businesses
0: because he knew that nine would fail. And again, it gives you that inch progression
1: towards where you want to be.
0: Yeah, I couldn't agree with that quote more. I think like a lot of people ask, you know, what's the number one thing you need to learn or what skill you need to harbor to be a successful entrepreneur? It's just Mm -hmm. getting up from failures, man. Like, If you can't handle failure, then you will not be a successful entrepreneur because you will fail so many more times than you're successful. But if you can take those failures and craft them, learn lessons from them and then iterate and make your businesses better and, you know, create that next awesome business, that is how you're going to be a successful CEO, successful business owner, entrepreneur.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: I appreciate you for sharing
1: that. And so I was going to ask you for what I call your secret sauce. And this could be for yourself or your businesses or a combination of both. But do you feel it's that ability to be okay with the failure or even understand
0: that that is the way to success? Do you feel that that was you apart and makes you unique? That's definitely one of them. But honestly, I think my secret sauce is networking or giving before I get. That is something mm-hmm. that has really stood the test of time with just me leveling up my businesses, leveling up myself as an entrepreneur. A lot of these businesses that I'm talking about, like the Gold City Ventures, the Financial Freedom Summit, going in that book tour with that guy, I am a giver before I'm a getter, definitely when it comes to business. If I see someone who's successful, if I see someone who I want to work with, I approach with, hey, how can I help you? Like, I'll help you. I'll do this thing for free for you. I just want to learn. Like, dude, or girl, whoever I'm talking to, like, you're crushing it. I just want to learn from you. I want to work with you. And that's honestly how it kind of unfolded for those two things. I had reached out to that guy, Grant Sabatier, who I went in the book tour with. He was crushing it. He retired at 30. And I'm like, dude, like, just let me help you. Like, I'll literally work for you for free. Now we're good friends. He's hooked me up with multiple different ventures, like starting companies together. Super cool. I appreciate that. And I wanted
1: to switch gears a little bit. And I wanted to ask you for what I call a CEO hack. So this could be like an app, a book or a habit that you have, but what's something that makes you more effective and efficient?
0: outsourcing. And this is something that I was so hesitant to do because I'm I'm very perfectionist type of entrepreneur. Like I always want everything to be perfect. I'd spend when we first started podcasting, I would literally spend like 4 hours editing my own podcast. And it would be like a 45 <laughs> to an hour long podcast. I'm like this is insane. But I was just like such a perfectionist. I've slowly started to let those perfectionist tendencies go because as I don't know who to attribute this quote to, but done is better than perfect and that is mm-hmm. the truest thing ever. But man, I started outsourcing in a lot of my more successful businesses, like outsourcing email, outsourcing social media, outsourcing editing, outsourcing content creation, where it makes sense. But once I started getting those systems in place, like I was like, why didn't I do this three years prior? Like, if you can give someone solid instruction, if you can, you know, record a video using some screen share software, show them exactly what you're doing. I mean, people are pretty smart. They pick things up pretty fast. And Kind of like I was saying before, if you do want perfection, you're not going to get it, but you will get 99% of the way there. And if that can free up 10, 20, 30, 40 hours a week for you, and you can be more productive, you can focus more on the high value activities in your business or whatever the thing might be. Man, outsourcing has definitely changed my life and maybe just so much more effective, allowed me to kind of step out of the business, look from a 30,000 foot view instead of being in the day to day and not being able to focus on the more visionary things. I forget also another quote I can't attribute to, but it was saying you can't see the label on the jar. If you're, if you're standing inside, if you're always Mm -hmm. constantly working, you can never kind of see what the outward look of your business is. And you can't iterate and change that and, you know, be a visionary and focus on, like you said, the marathon, you're focusing on the sprint because you're just trying to get this stuff done week after week after week. So outsourcing 100% truly appreciate that, that hack. And and so I wanted
1: to ask you now for what I call a CEO nugget. And that could be a word of wisdom or a piece of advice. It might be something you
0: would tell a client, or if you happen to a time machine, you might tell your younger business self. Actually, I was going to do the failure one, but I have a a better one. Mm -hmm. It's okay to quit something. And that Mm -hmm. might seem like counterintuitive. And you know, you're working kind of like the freelance course. I literally worked a hundred plus hours on that course. We're creating videos. We paid a decent amount of money to get the videos edited, to get everything together and just it wasn't popular and that's okay. Like you need to learn to know when to quit. Now, you know, some people could take this the wrong way, but there are, I'm sure your audience, there's a lot of entrepreneurs, a lot of CEO, business owners, people who just don't want to give up on that idea that they thought was going to be a million dollar idea. And it just isn't for some reason, the way you packaged it, the audience just isn't there. It's not the right time for this thing. So knowing when to kind of hang up the towel is that's a superpower. If you can kind of figure out and pivot and figure out like how you can actually make money, how this business venture or this product or this service or this idea can be successful, man, you're going to save yourself so much time, so much energy working on something that it's a dead end. There's, there's nowhere to go.
1: Nice. I definitely appreciate that. And so I want to ask you down my absolute favorite question, which is the definition of what it means to be a
0: CEO. And
1: we're hoping to have different quote unquote CEOs on the show. So Cody, what does
0: being a CEO mean to you? I think being a CEO is you know, being a leader, not in that you can tell other people what to do, but you know, show people like, I think the best way to teach is by example, 100%. So even if you are outsourcing, I mean, you already have to have developed an awesome system yourself, and you record it, and you send the instructions out, like whatever that might be. So in order to be successful in what I think it means to be a CEO is, you know, be a leader, but be a leader by example, don't be a be a leader, because you can just tell other people what to do. And hopefully it works out. But be a leader, because you know, you are you have all these tried and true methods, you're the one who's, you know, taking in these failures, developing the right systems, and then, you know, turning those into a successful business or successful venture.
1: Yeah. And and when you're leader, you are quote unquote, being the change that you wish to see in the world. And you're not just, you know, hoping to to create that you're actually doing that yourself. And people are kind of emulating what you're doing because you're creating that energy. So I think when you tap into that, not only does it affect us as leaders, but it also affects so many people that we are, com- we, we come across with it, come across as well too.
0: I think even being like the CEO of your life, and I'm just thinking of some examples of, you know, you really do have to embody whatever you're teaching. Like if mm-hmm. you, I know so many of us have had the health teacher in middle school or grade school, or whatever, that's overweight and that smokes. And like, <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) you're not going to take advice from that person because they're not healthy. Or like if you're, if you're hiring a personal trainer and they're, you know, super overweight or really, really skinny, and you're trying to like bulk up, you're probably not going to take advice for them because, you know, they're not embodying what they're trying to teach you or, you know, someone who's teaching you SEO and they don't have any successful websites or a history of knowing anything about SEO. You're not going to hire that person. So I, I really do think the proof is in the pudding. And if you do want to be a leader, if you want to attract other smart people, if you want to collaborate and create a successful business, create these networking partners, you really have to walk the walk and talk the talk. I think that's so, so important in business.
1: Yeah. And I think it's something that we all should kind of take keep in mind as well, too. I think I read something or I know he came to speak to a class I was in too, Kevin Plank, who started Under Armour. And he said, when he first started Under Armour, he said, you know, he was out of shape and he started to think like, okay, I'm selling, you know, all of these fitness stuff, but I'm out of shape. So I have to get my butt in line so I can make sure that I am a, a perfect steward for what it is that I'm creating. So I think that's right in line with what you said is, you know, be what you're preaching and be what you say that other people should do as well too, because people are watching and following you if you're perfectly in alignment. So Cody, truly appreciate that definition. I I appreciate your time even more. What I wanted to do is just pass you the mic, so to speak, just to see if there's anything additional you can let our readers and listeners know, and of course how best they can get a hold of you and find out about all the awesome
0: things that you're working on. Yeah. So I mean, like I mentioned that before, I do have my hands in a lot of different buckets. But I guess since you are listening to a podcast or watching this YouTube video wherever you're coming from, definitely check out my podcast, the Fi Show, the Financial Independent Show, where I know you talk a lot about business entrepreneurship. We talk a lot more about personal finance and obviously we do tie in entrepreneurship and whatnot. But it's really interesting to hear people that are retiring in their twenties or thirties or just doing amazing things. So definitely check me out on the FI show, Fly to FI. My blog is kind of my hub where you can find the courses, you can find the Financial Freedom Summit, all the other stuff. So I guess that's enough. I won't throw 10 URLs in here.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I would definitely appreciate that, Cody. We will have the links and information in the show notes, just in case we could put those other eight on in the show (laughs) notes. We will definitely do that as well, too. But I'm always reminded of the quote, a success leaves clues. So I appreciate you for for providing a platform for those people to kind of understand and hear about the success of others so that they, they can implement that and put that into their businesses and into their lives. So truly appreciate you again my friend and i hope you have a great rest of the day thank you for listening to the IMCEO ceo podcast powered by cb nation and blue 16 media tune in next time and visit us at imceo.co IMCEO ceo is not just a phrase it's a community don't forget to schedule your complimentary digital marketing consultation at blue16media.com